genre. We discuss the history and legends of a galaxy far, far away. I'm Gary Roby. And I'm Tim Garcia. And today we are doing another one of our deep dives. This time we are, uh, Tim, you are graciously indulging me. We are talking about the Mortis arc from the Clone Wars. Uh, I uh, am not indulging you at all. Uh, this is one of my favorite arcs in the entire show. So. That's fair. I love this stuff. I love when we get like weird Force stuff. Exactly. I love when we deal with like... The sort of metaphysical, almost in a way. Um, so I'm very excited to talk about these episodes. I agree. These Did, are yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say these are uh, season three episodes, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. For people who have not seen them or haven't revisited them in a while and want to watch them before listening to us, uh, take your time and go do that. Yeah, all on um, Disney Plus, of course. Yeah. I'm excited for these. Yeah, it's uh these are these are very polarizing. This is a very polarizing arc. Oh yeah. Um it is the the, the three episodes are called Overlords, Altar of Mortis and Ghosts of Mortis. Um but yeah, they're very polarizing because one of the reasons I don't know if we've talked about this on the show but I think one of the reasons Star Wars is so great is everyone likes a different aspect of it. Yeah. I feel like you talk to two Star Wars fans, they're going to have two different things that they're very the, excited the, the about. Thing. Yeah, yeah. They're very, you know. And so um, you and I really like the, like, kind of weird, foresee metaphysical type oh, stuff. Right. And this is, like, probably the pillar example of that. Oh, absolutely. In, Especially with, like, what's considered canon exactly. nowadays. I like, I think canon. this is the weirdest that it gets. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, Filoni likes to, likes to dip his toes in that, I think. Um, yeah, because we get the world between worlds in Rebels, which we do. Uh, maybe we could do a Rebels. Rebels is it would be an interesting one to try to do. I would love to talk about some Rebel stuff. Um, yeah, I, I love would, those characters I would too, so much uh, as well. But it's uh, tough to find like the arc to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Actually, I just had an idea of which one we could do, but um, save it. We'll talk. Yeah, about Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Um. But yeah, no, so I, I think, you know, we both really like this, but some people are like, this is too weird. I liked when it was, because the Force really didn't, well, I don't know. The Force well, in general, let's, yeah, let's, go ahead. We'll, we'll. The, the, here's the thing, right? Like, we don't know, the Force is this abstract sort of thing. And I don't think this episode actually answers any questions about, like, the truth of who these beings are. Right. Um, so it is implied that they are aspects of the light and dark, that this place is where the force originates, but like, there's no actual confirmation of this stuff. There's unreliable narration all over the place in this. Um, but yeah, the, the, the episode does deal heavily with the force Mm -hmm. and sort of how it's interpreted and how it... You know, how prophecies work and and stuff like that. What it means to be the chosen one. Right. That's a big that's a big thing. But yeah, it's a whole that's a whole thing. So, yeah. um, So there will be a lot of force talk, I think, in this. I think it's going to be a good time. So So it kicks off with uh, Obi-Wan, Anakin and uh, and Ahsoka being sent to investigate a Jedi signal, a distress signal from out in wild space that is using a Jedi code, like a distress code that is over 2000 years old. Yeah. It's a 2000 year old Jedi distress code, which definitely Uh, already. Well, (laughs) I'm just going to say it lends credence to the fact that KOTOR like Knights of the Old Republic, that was the sort of technology that they had. Okay. Is the stuff that they have in Knights of the Old Republic. So, because obviously, when they wrote this, Knights of the Republic was there was no such thing as legends and canon. Yeah, right? that was yeah, all absolutely. It was all in the same uh, universe. So, um, I think based on this line, obviously, as we've seen recently, uh, things can be retconned. Um, uh-huh. But uh, I think that does kind of lend 
you know, credence to the Some fact that, to that. that sure. technology has always been very advanced in this universe, at least for the last 3,000 years or so. It- I I don't immediately want to get into, like, some of the Legends research I did, but, like, they come from a race that is believed to be over a million years old? Like, yeah, we'll get there. I'll talk about that eventually. Um, there's some there's some very weird shenanigans going on with uh, with the Mortis gods, but well, uh, gods. In so they go to investigate this signal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We they go to investigate the signal and they they arrive at the area in space that it is presumably emanating right, the, from in the Krolithian system, which they they've traveled separately from the Star Destroyer. That are they called Star Destroyers when they're yep, the Republic? Yep, they, they were. Um, I think that even in the show they call them. Uh, that's so weird to a me. Star Destroyer. Um, the Star Destroyer that Rex and presumably the rest of the Five Hundred First are on. Also has arrived independently at this point in space, but they don't see each other mm-hmm. because they're in like weird. There's something funny going on. Yeah. So the the first thing that made this made me think of is back when No Man's Sky first came out. Uh, oh. They had promised that there would be multiplayer in it, and like within the first like day or two. Two people went to the exact same planet and were standing at the exact same spot, and they could not see each other. Couldn't see each other, and so they figured out that that, if there was no multiplayer implemented in the game, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, "This is exactly." They're just playing No Man's Sky. They're just playing No (laughs) Man's Sky. Different servers, but of course, the the signal's supposed to be coming from here, but there's nothing here. I'm here. You're here. I. We don't see each other. Yeah, Um, Anakin was very frustrated, and whereas Obi Wan was like, "This is weird." Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so they find they find this um mon what do they yeah, call Yeah, they call this, it a like, monolith. There's a yeah. structure. A monolith. It's like a it's kind of like a diamond kind of uh more no man's sky. Yeah, more no it's man's this sky. This weird object in this space. Is just, and it like Yeah, this is the no man's sky episodes. Uh It is. It kind of is. <laughs> they like open up light emanates from the inside. And then they wake up on their shuttle on a planet. Yeah. Um. Which presumably is in the in may presumably, but like it feels like when they get into it and they like step out of the ship, it feels like they're in open sky. Like uh, you don't see the roof of the structure, right? Because it's a dome pro- projecting. I don't yeah, know I guess. Um. Uh. This space is weird. Um. There's like hovering and immediately rocks and they stuff, come in. and like yeah, it's yeah. very beautiful. It looks like Alderaan, but weird. Um, <laughs> but weird, um, absolutely. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, they're greeted by the daughter, right? That's um, all she introduces herself as. Yeah, that's uh, all and, we get. She's the daughter, probably because she doesn't have a lot of like social interaction with anybody. She just walks up and is like, "Are you the one?" Yeah, are you the one? Um, He's like the the one. What? She's not one for pleasantries. Um, no, she just very yeah. Direct. Everyone's like, "What the heck? Who are you?" So it's very confusing, disorienting. Mm-hmm. Um, she tells yeah. them she's going to take them to meet the father, right? Um, because if you're the one, you got to meet the father. He's the only one that can help you. Yeah, all that. So um, yeah, so they're like, okay, well, I guess we're walking. Um, so they follow her. Yeah. They start to follow her and things go sideways immediately. She decides to take them on Uh, the most dangerous path on this planet, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to walk along the side of this cliff face. Um, and then of course it like collapses and well, it's actually really funny because like, not really funny. It's uh, mildly amusing. (laughs) Um, Basically, like like two sentences before, Obi Wan's like, "We'll be fine as long as we all stick together," and it's yeah. like, "Oh, you just doomed us all to be separated, like In- immediately." Immediately, so yeah. So then uh, they fall down. There's like a rock, yeah. that falls from the sky that like destroys the pathway between the two of them, yeah. the four of them, yeah, separating Anakin and the daughter from Obi Wan and uh, and Ahsoka, and the daughter is like. That is that is the son's doing. Yeah, it's my brother's doing. That's it. Yeah. She's, yeah. So she's like, that's my, you know, you're in great danger. Stay here. Yeah. 
You're in great danger. Stay here on this open cliff um, Uh with no protection. Uh, I'll come back for you. Stay here. Have you ever met Anakin? He's not going to stay here. No, she hasn't. She literally just met No, no, she hasn't. They literally just met. You're right. That's fair. (laughs) So she leaves. Anakin uh, tells Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, like, oh, go back to the ship. Like, I'll try to follow her and we'll figure out what's going on here. Yeah, which Obi-Wan was like, yeah, you should just stay there on that open rock and <laughs> yeah, just wait and we'll figure it out. I I don't know what Obi-Wan was thinking, but yeah, it doesn't Obi-Wan make has, sense. there's some weird, I have some, criti- yeah. I have some criticisms of Obi-Wan's behavior in this set of episodes, yeah. actually. Um, so Anakin proceeds to like follow the daughter while, uh, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka go back to where the ship is, except the ship is not there anymore. Right. Uh, it is gone. Um, they're like... It's... Yeah. The, there is a moment here that's really funny where Ahsoka's like, it was right here! Like, I don't know what happened! And, uh, it's like, it's gone! And and Obi-Wan is just like, I see. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. Like, they're, like, making it... Because, obviously... As the audience, we're like, oh, something mysterious and forcey is happening. Uh, uh-huh. But, like, if that if I was Ahsoka, I'd be like, the freaking daughter just dragged us away from our ship so that someone else could come someone and just steal, steal our ship. We just well, that's, fell for- that's exactly the thing is, like, um, you have to wonder, like, for how long through this set of episodes do do the gang just think that these are just, like, the sentient creatures that live on this planet, yeah. like, like coming across any other alien species, like the, the weirdness, the like sort of, um, upper level of like force shenanigans going on here is unlike right. anything else we've seen on any other planet. I mean, and it, but it's, but they don't look that much weirder than anything else. No. Um, you know, that, 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 that they have seen. They're just tall. Like, They're all in, very tall. In fact, um, actually, I don't know. Hang on, I'm looking this up. Um, okay. Anakin mentions. Well, Anakin mentions on uh, on Tatooine in Phantom Menace that uh, there are angels on the moons of Yago. We should talk about that arc at some point. Uh, yeah, it's only well, well the or that episode. It's Is just, that just one, one episode. episode. Yeah, um, but I'm trying to figure out if that happened. Yeah, that was in season two. So he's they've already met an angel. And yeah. she doesn't look that much different than Not particularly. Yeah, so she looks kinda just like that and She's kinda glowy. The daughter's very glowy. Right. Yeah, she's very glowy. Um But yeah, so I don't know. Um So Yeah, I don't I don't think there's anything about them that make that would like at least Yeah, that would make you think that they're anything um, other than just another sentient creature of the galaxy. Right. Uh but uh Anakin and Obi-Wan did mention that as soon as they got off the ship, they sensed that this planet was very heavily forcey. Yeah. Yeah, very heavily forcey. Yeah. Um Anakin meets the father, who tells him, Oh, it's late, you should stay for the night. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka are confronted, uh, the first appearance of the sun. We meet the sun who, um, how should we talk about like their force? Like, it's pretty clear pretty quickly once the sun appears that like, oh, she's the light side and he's the dark. Like, this is what they're, they're the, they're a holy trinity. He's immediately yelling at them for no reason. Yeah, um, very, very angry. He tells them, my my sister told you to stay where you were. And he's like, we yeah. weren't part of that conversation. We got separated before that happened, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, yeah, he, my sister told us that. And then he's like, I mean, I would still be like, are you the guy that stole our ship? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like they didn't even ask about that. But like, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, so funny. It just is like, yeah, no one really, you know, it's. I guess it kind of adds to the sort of dreamlike esque because you know when you're mm-hmm. when you're in a dream and you're like yeah looking back on this I was acting very dumb in my entire dream and I was assuming certain yeah. things were true and it's just like nope I'm just kind of going going along with this. But. Dreamlike is a very is a very um, interesting way to put it because like 
I think even when they reappear, when when uh, Obi Wan and Ahsoka got back to the place where their ship was parked, like the plants are regrowing from where the ship had landed. Like the sh- like, um, like they hadn't even been there in the first place. Right. Well, they they I'm mention sure. as they're walking on the precarious cliff that the seasons change with the time of day. Yeah. So, like, as it gets nighttime, then you know all the we see all the plants dying. like withering yeah, like and withering dying and everything. And at night, all the places where the plants used to be, there's just like spectral plants. It's kind of cool. That is cool. I wish that happened. Like, I wish <laughs> if if ghosts were real, then I'd want ghost plant, trees. I'd want plant ghosts to be real too. Plant ghosts would be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. And, like, mythical, and like, old, well, like, dinosaur ghosts, too. That'd be sick. Yeah. Oh, man, dinosaur ghosts. I feel like I'd be scared of dinosaur ghosts. Well, you'd be scared of regular ghosts, too. These ones are just bigger. That's true. I guess it depends on, like, what, if ghosts were real. I guess, I guess I can't say that ghosts aren't real. Right, we just, Uh, we have. uh, If ghosts were commonplace, I think they'd be less scary. Yeah. If we saw them all the time. like, Like Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, like Harry Potter ghosts. Yeah, because they're just they're just hanging out. Or, they're just vibing. Or you know? Ghostbusters, the animated series where Slimer just hangs out with them. I have not seen the animated series, but that delights yeah. me that Slimer's just like their buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so we have we have this set. So overnight, you know, everyone's been separated. We have a series of um of visions. Everyone has visions. Right. Obi Wan Kenobi well, sees so Obi-Wan, his well, old Obi-Wan master. And, uh, Ahsoka, they go take shelter in a cave. In a cave, because yeah. that that oh, was yeah, it's the like whole thing. They're like, Doesn't oh, the, the storm's coming. Them, like... You have to take. You have to take shelter. Both the daughter and the son had told them that. Like, oh, you you won't be safe tonight if you don't take shelter. If you don't take shelter. So they go. In, so yeah, they're in this. Cave. They go in this cave. And there's a really actually interesting shot where the camera okay. kind of flies into the cave. And sort of winds yeah. around like it's like you're you're like in something's POV and you're mm-hmm. flying around the cave and you fly right up to and you as the camera, you fly right up to uh, uh, Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan looks directly into the camera and then you see that he's not looking at anything. He just sensed something fly in. Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, it's a cool way to do that, I think, you know, because we saw the sun fly away um, as a bat thing. We did! Yeah, he transforms into this, like, big, monstrous bat-style creature and takes off, and then doesn't... I think Ahsoka's like, what the heck was that? Yeah, it's very strange. Uh, We don't really see any sort of force people change shape. Transform themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um... The other thing I want to talk about, the appearance of the sun, he looks very similar to the Inquisitor from... He does. Uh, he, he very much does. And they, I think they actually addressed this, but like, I think like in early working, they were going to do something with that. And then they're like, actually, the Inquisitor is just going to be his own thing. Just his own person. Yeah. But then it, Ooh, like the remnants, yeah, though. the remnants were, were still kind of in there. But if you look at a picture of the sun from Mortis trilogy and the grand inquisitor, the grand inquisitor from, from season Rebels. one of rebels. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, they look very, very they're similar. Very like they're, similar. Yeah. Like they're, uh, related or something like that, but, or maybe That's they're just reusing evil looks. Um, maybe. So yeah. But yeah. Anyway. So, uh, after whatever it is flies into the cave, um. Yeah, they. Uh, Obi Wan has a vision of his old master, Qui Gon Jinn, voiced by Liam Neeson. Yeah, very clearly voiced which by Liam Neeson. Is incredible. Very awesome. Um. Um. Basically, like telling him, reaffirming his belief that Anakin is the chosen one. I, mm, no, and that the that he's he doesn't he say that the that he believes. The beings here believe, just like he believes, that Anakin is the chosen. Right, but that doesn't say that he's the chosen. He basically reaffirms that Obi-Wan is doing... his belief. Yeah, uh, he's reaffirming that Obi-Wan is doing what he wished when he died. 
Got it. So he's, yeah, that makes sense. Whereas he, he's like, because he specifically says, we'll find out if he is or isn't, you know. But if mm-hmm. he isn't, he's in a lot of, it's very dangerous for him to be here. Uh, because of how much power he has and everything like that. But if he is, then mm-hmm. we'll find out that he is here. Um, but yeah, it was, it's a cool little moment. And then we cut to Anakin. Yes. Who is having his sleepover with the father. Um, but he gets woken up by a vision of his mother. Yeah. Who he immediately does not trust. Uh, again, voiced by the actress who played his mother in the movies. Um, I went and looked this up yesterday. Her name is... Pernilla August. She's a Swedish actress, Reappearing as Shmi. Yeah. And, um, basically tells him that he is, he's still struggling with his guilt and like, he needs to let this go. And Anakin, Anakin, is this the moment where Anakin mentions that he can't, he can't, he's got his, he's got a wife. He doesn't he can't he let go of his love her? for his wife. And he mentions that she met her. Cause mm-hmm. I remember looking at it. I was like, no. She- yes. Yes, he does. No, she did. And didn't. she did. They had. Di- yes, they did. She had dinner at their house. They weren't married at the time. But oh, you're right. Padme you're right, was you're right, at you're their right. house. How would he? Yeah. Okay. I got. I got it. Yeah. You, yeah. That's so weird. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like. That's not how I would address like. That I married that girl. <laughs> I married that, that girl one time that I brought home with the with the Jedi when master. I was nine. Uh-huh. That she was really impressed by my pod racing skills, and here we are. It turns out she was a queen. <laughs> so wait, I, yeah. Um, and she says she like. There's a very sinister turn that she has, and she's like, "No, she's a poisoner." Is yeah. the word she uses. And, um, I mean, I don't want to be like, this isn't Padme's fault. You can't blame this on Padme. But, like, she is the reason, part of the reason he right. falls. So there's, like, a complicated it's, it's interesting thing because, that happens here. Yeah, so from the point of view of, well, I guess, so the Force doesn't act on its own, right? It's It Force... They say by the will of the Force, but I don't think the Force has a will other than to be balanced. Mm. It will move towards balance. Does that seem... I was going to ask about this. Yes, because I was also thinking about the idea of the will of the Force. And, and like, whether the Force is something that we could define as sentient. I, no, the Force is not sentient. No. I don't think so either. I think you're right. I think it, it, the inclination to move toward it's, balance. It's like, because that's a thing. thing that nature will do. The will of the force is a, is a project. They, the Jedi believe that the, that the force has a, has will, a will and that the will but, is. But all, yeah. all it is, is it's just like, um, like you, you think of, uh, like electrons and, and, uh, magnetism. It will trend towards yeah. being, you know, at rest. It is, it is. It is a force the way gravity is a force. Right. So it's like the will, the, gravity does not have a will, but gravity wants to. Will pull you to the ground. Pull, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's more like it is. But this, it feels like they, it, okay, assuming, because, oh, Qui-Gon actually says something really important. Yeah. Um, in, in the vision, he says, he explains this place, uh, is a conduit through which all the force flows. Yeah. Um, so basically that if you look at it like that and that these three beings represent the force, which I think is what we're meant to think. Are these actual beings or are they manifestations right how did the father like the father talks about like discovering the power of his children and then bringing them here as if this place was something somewhere that they arrived at 
not where they originated. Um, and that leads me down a path of like, well, maybe on, they came from somewhere else. Well, I, I want to get into they... that, but okay. the, what I was trying to say on that is if you look at it from the point of view of the force trying to trend toward being balanced and rested, mm-hmm. uh, I think the chosen one being the one that will do that, that will help balance it and, and put the force at rest and make it calm. Sure. Uh, I think the, the idea would be that Padme would be pulling him against that balance. And so, yeah, so she would, the force would feel like that's a poison. It's going against the law of, so it's not so much saying, it's not, she's, it's not saying she's an actor of the dark side. It's not saying she is, she's just pulling him against the nature of the force. Things will be unbalanced. Right. If if she if he continues with her. So of course it would be upset at that. And I Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. So I think that's the best way I could wrap my brain around it's, it's, that. I'm like mulling something over, yeah. and I don't know if I should bring it up now or if I should bring it up at the end of the episode when we hear the father's request toward Anakin. Yeah. So yeah, so let's go, uh, let's keep going. I think I'm gonna so say- they're on they're on the well. Anakin is in the monastery. They call it, which is yeah, uh, the where the the father lives. The father refers to them as the the the, the three of them together collectively as anchorites, um, which I I googled the term and is like a person who deliberately removes themselves from society for religi- for religious reasons. They they're monks. That's I think of the sense. This is why like monastery seems appropriate for. This um, temple, this location on Mo- Mo- is Mortis a planet? Is this a planet? No, it is. I don't not. think so either. It feels like it's like a like um like a uh, separated from real space in a weird abstract right. way. So if we look at it as a conduit, uh huh. Then it's not even really a place. Okay. It's uh But they're they're physically Maybe they're not. Maybe they are just like they, when they when they fell asleep and then woke up on Mortis and then at the very end, spoilers, they fall asleep and woke back up in real yeah. space. Like maybe this is all just a, maybe this all just happens in their heads. Not necessarily. It's it's I don't think I so. Think I think more, there is a physicality. It's more complicated than that. I think because Yoda says Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. Sure. So yeah, they're actually there, but the, the they've ascended essentially. They're not. Yeah. Like, the the body oh, doesn't make any sense. Like it doesn't. We don't need the body to be there. So maybe when the father says that he brought his children here, they they collectively have like. Achieved something beyond whatever their original mortality would have been. Um, I don't necessarily. Maybe, I don't necessarily think. I that. don't know. I don't know if I think that these are. I think of these more as. Um, gosh, I'm sorry, guys. We're doing the Mortis trilogy, so we're talking heavy metaphysics. Yeah, this like, is going to be this whole episode. This whole I hope episode. you're all ready. Uh, I don't think when he says that he's talking about physical beings coming to a spot. Yeah, yeah, that's I what I mean. That is like before. Maybe even before, so if you look at it, like, maybe even before, let's say, sentient life, there sure. would just be the Force. And the Force would be acting a certain way, and it wouldn't need, sure. it wouldn't need to talk about behaviors or a light side or a dark side, right? There's no, mm-hmm. animals don't really have a dark side or a light side. Yes, that's true. Everything is in balance. It's balanced, right? So as soon as you start having sentient life in the galaxy, now you start having, oh, I can use the force, this power to do these sure. things. I can use these force. So that's when the father, who would have been older and there before sentient life. Mm. And this is not in canon. This, this is, is not, not anything yeah. written down. This is just me wrapping my head around. Trying to figure out or comprehend. Trying to figure out yeah. what's going on. But maybe before sentient life is there, you've got the father and he's just chilling. And he's like, this is cool. I don't need anything else. Um, everything's balanced. But then as soon as sentient life comes, they start warping everything. And he's like, oh, I need these two 
I can't just be by myself anymore. I'm being torn in two different directions. So I need these two people to come and help me balance. He's the progenitor and they are his, uh, I want to say offspring, but I don't think that there's like, I don't think that they're his children in the way that we would say that like people get married and have children. Like there isn't a mother. I mean, we're, we're both raised Catholic, right? So we have the, yeah, we have the Holy Trinity, so it's easy. I think this is exactly it's what really this is. it's really what it is. It's like no, yeah. they're not three separate people. They're three entities that are the same thing. They're aspects of the force. The force, right? So it's all one whole. thing. Mm. So you've got the light side, the dark side that had to be brought in once sentient life started coming in and tearing the sure. stuff and using it in a certain way. So that's when he's like, "Oh, I realized what was going on. So I had to bring them here through this conduit." In order to keep the in balance. In order to keep the balance. Yeah. Um, um, totally. So I, that's what I mean by I don't think they're, I don't think any of the three of them were ever physical things outside like of this four. place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Dude, but like, the threat, the big threat of these episodes is like, spoilers i guess for 20 minutes from now is the sun escaping this place like do you think that the sun no, could leave and have physicality that's not the actual big threat Sh- the sure big, you're right the the big threat is unbalance is that's what's being pushed so if the sun were to escape let's yeah. say escape it's not him escaping it's it's the uh-huh. three of them the darkness turning uh, to the dark side and unleashing it yeah. on the galaxy. Right. Wow, could you imagine if all three of them fell to the dark side and, like, left? <laughs> yeah. That's scary. This is scary. I mean, that would that would be what would happen. It would be unbalanced, right? So that's yeah. the big threat yeah, you're of right. the episode. You're right. Um, but obviously, it's one of those things that it's all, like, I, and, and again, you can take this episode, you could listen to what I'm saying and think this is the baloney, yeah. because well, it's, it's just complicated. me. It's just me interpreting that's what i it's think little, it could not yeah. be at all what yeah, yeah we don't know yeah. we don't have we don't actually have answers for this, this yeah. is why i love this episode yeah, yeah. it's like we don't actually have this doesn't answer anything um anakin has his vision and he wakes up and he goes to confront the father right he pulls his lightsaber on him and like <laughs> claims that he's sith and the father just grabs the lightsaber blade like by the blade and just pushes it away yeah. like it's nothing um, because he's not a, he tells, he's not a person, right? That's what yeah, I mean. he tells him that like they they were known as force wielders, um, and that uh, because of this unbalance that was growing, this this desire to preserve the balance of his 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 daughter and his son, uh, they couldn't. The wiki the Wikipedia has this written, and I don't remember if this is the actual quote from the episode, as that they could not dwell in the material world anymore. Okay. And thus they retreated here to keep their powers in balance. Okay. Uh, but like, I don't, I don't, I feel like even if they did exist like somewhere else in the galaxy at a point, it was always in this sort of isolation. Yeah. I, yeah. If they were physical beings. Yeah. Then, yeah. Then, which, look, like my, my brain is going, no, this is all a lesson it's all yeah. metaphysics and it's like he's not a re- again like i said at the beginning we have a bunch of unreliable narration you know they're yeah. all they're well, not we'll actually be- we'll get a little deeper into this because there's there's something that the father will say to anakin a little in in a moment okay. um and that is that so it, he tells him that like yeah i'll let you leave but first you have to undergo this test and um we cut away and see that Ahsoka and Obi-Wan have been captured by the son and the daughter, respectively. Uh, and they're taken to this, like, arena space? Yeah. I don't want to call it an arena. It's this big, open... It almost looks like a coliseum, but there's no seating. It's just, like, a big, open uh, open plane. Not plane. Plane's the wrong word, too. Um, And gives him this test of, like, you... You can choose one side or the other. Like, you can... You are strong enough in the Force to to overcome one of my children. So who are you going to save, your master or your apprentice? 
And Anakin is like, nah, this is baloney. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. Like, and proceeds to, to use the force to subdue both of them. Um, Yeah. They revert back to their more humanoid looking forms from the beastly bat things that they've turned into. Uh, They let go of Obi-Wan and Ahsoka Anakin, because I, oh, oh, Obi-Wan actually says, here's the thing that I didn't write down, that I meant to write down. Obi-Wan tells Anakin, the planet is the force. Right. Uh, which, which I think means that in this moment, he's drawing on both the light and the dark, simul- like channeling right. them together in order to subdue both of them. Right. This is what it means from the perspective of the father to be the chosen. Right is to, like, have this balance and be able to bring both of them into balance together. And and in my opinion, that's what I think balance for the Force is. And I think... But... Go ahead. The Father seems to believe that that means that, like, balance in the Force means when I die, Anakin needs to stay here and do this forever. <laughs> Maybe. Um... He tells him that they are greater than... Jedi or Sith, and that so too is Anakin. Um, it it almost sounds like Anakin would ascend to like an even higher level of like self, not selfhood, but like that that what they are is something that he could aspire. Maybe, maybe to. he could. Maybe because it's where he's at is a if what we believe Qui Gon said is true, which I don't know if. We don't know if Qui Gon yeah, actually showed know. up, or we don't even know if that's Qui. Yeah, we don't know if, if that's that was the son or something like that. Um, but if this is a conduit and it's something that all the Force runs through, then maybe he could do the. You know, when you die, you become one with the Force. Maybe he could yeah. do that without necessarily having to die, or he they would maybe they would kill him. Maybe they would and, kill but him, but he wouldn't. It wouldn't matter because that. The end goal He's is to already be... ascended to... This is more than just being a Force ghost. Right. You are... Mm, if you truly are one like, with the, the balance, then him doing that in the arena, holding, subduing both the light and the dark at the same time, is what he could do for... The galaxy the, as a whole. The universe. Yeah. The galaxy. And maybe that's what they want him to do actually in the, maybe like they literally want him to do that. Or this is to teach him, look, you yeah. can do well, this. The, the father very specifically tells him like, you need to stay. Right. Like, this is your duty. I'm, I'm old man. I'm dying. Mm-hmm. Like you need to keep them in balance. And if you leave, it will endanger the galaxy and it will haunt you for the rest of your days. Yep. And of course, Anakin's like, I can't stay here. Well, that's Anakin. He's right. Like, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Anakin, Anakin, I don't think could ever just like settle down in one place. Yeah. Um, But Uh, like, that's, but yeah, but what I'm trying to say is like, maybe, yeah, maybe they do. the, The father does want him to stay here, but you could also interpret it, you know, maybe to be like, and again, I can already tell people listening might get upset at me for like, oh, you're reading way too much into this, but that's what I love about this episode. Is, I love this. This, is this arc reading is reading way too much into it. Uh, but it could also be interpreted to mean like, look, no, you can't keep rushing off. You have to stay grounded and stay put and stay centered. Because if you yeah. keep rushing off and you keep leaving yourself and you keep leaving the force, you're going to regret it. And you're going to, and that's, you know, like Yoda says to Luke, because, you know, he does, Luke does yeah. have a lot of his father in him. Um, never his mind where he is, you know, yeah. what, what he's mm-hmm. doing. And that Anakin's never thinking about what's going on right now. He's no. never, you know, you never see him sitting and meditating and like, you know never. what I mean? I, I mean, you do see him, but it's more Very like, rarely, but like, it's not, it's yeah. not, he doesn't center himself in the way that like, they make a very distinct point in a lot of the, especially, like, I guess the higher problem books are doing it a lot right now, but, like, in other books that I've read as well, like, whenever a Jedi is struggling with any sort of problem, their first their first instinct is, like, to meditate on it, to, like, center themselves, to feel that right. balance, to feel at peace in the Force, and then make decisions based on that. 
And Anakin is always just headstrong. Yeah. In every the, the only times we see him really meditate, and it's when he's trying to figure out a problem. And, you know, he's just like, yeah, yeah I'm going to, you know, I need to do this, so I, can, this. so I can figure this out. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, that I That's probably making a leap, you know. I, I don't really think that it means that, but I was just giving an alternate possible read of yeah. that. No, I think that I think that your read on this is much more interesting than like <laughs> these are physical beings that are existing in this weird like parallel not parallel universe but like pocket dimension. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I've always I've always sort of I think thought of these beings as being something some Something physical that is ascended to, that is achieved more. Okay. They have like, they were force users, but they have, they have, they have gone, yeah. they have ascended beyond whatever their original intention was. And they have become avatars for aspects of right. the force. The light, the dark, they have the achieved, the They have achieved Chim or, or Kim or if you have Elder yeah. Scrolls fans in here. Yeah. I have deep Elder Scrolls fans. <laughs> I want to know if they were like, how does the Bendu relate to all this? The Bendu. We could deal with that later. We could deal with that yeah. another time. Because, um, yeah, that's, that's the whole... end of the episode. They they get aboard the ship. They're going to go home. The Imperial March plays in the background. Yeah. <laughs> because there is this threat of like Anakin's turning his back on on balance. On maintaining the peace here in Mortis. And, of course, it's going to go bad. They're not going to make it off the planet. Uh, the narrator yeah. for the next episode ends his little narration with, now we find our heroes about to depart for their journey yeah. home. Or so, so they yeah, think. I think, I think there's enough um, content in this one episode to really keep talking about it. And, oh, yeah, and no. And we, could, we totally. could do two more episodes. We could do three separate three episodes. episodes in, on in fact, episodes. we may have to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you're right. Holy, we've I've already been recording for an hour. Yeah. So, uh, but no, but wow. Yeah. So let's. I guess we could talk a little bit more about like the force and yeah. So yeah. I think one of the things people, I think either like, love, or or hate this episode is it's kind of what do you feel like the force is because it's it's. Straight up defined in the in the original in Star Wars, uh, I guess now a New Hope, as yeah. an energy field that binds us and penetrates, mm -hmm. it, you know, or penetrates us, it surrounds us, binds the universe together, right? But that's not quite. That's him explaining to a farm boy, yeah, what mm -hmm. what the Force is. It's what gives a Jedi his power, which is you know. Well, yeah. And then we get a, we get another interpretation of this in Phantom Menace. Because when Qui-Gon tries to explain um, the way the Force works, he talks about, he talks to uh, Anakin about midichlorians and tells, that, tells him that, like, oh, we have this symbiotic relationship with these, with these creatures that allow us to use the Force. That, like, they're the conduit. Right. And uh, that more, like, scientific approach is also just a different interpretation of, like, how, how the Force is maneuvered and used. And how it how it moves people, but it's also so like in the original Star Wars, there's a few things that are like okay, that's a force power if you could, but there's not much sure. of it. There's uh, Luke is able to sense when things are uh, mm -hmm. when when things when lasers are being shot at him. Uh, yeah, Vader is able to choke a guy from standing about six feet away. <laughs> that is true. Uh and then uh Obi-Wan's able to uh choke or uh, able to speak to Luke from after his death. From beyond death. From yes. beyond death. And those are really the only three force powers displayed in the original movie. Yeah, I it's interesting because Obi-Wan, in that moment, in that moment when he speaks to, to Luke at the end of, of the trench run and tells him to use the Force, Luke turns off his targeting computer and, like, surrenders to 
it's hard to say, right? Like, I want to say to the force, to the will of the Trust force. Feelings, like, right. it's it's not it's not like it's not as we said. Like, the force isn't a conscious thing that's like, oh, I'm going to help him make this shot. Like, no, but the force is something. Maybe in that moment was saying, okay, this battle station is creating too much of an imbalance towards the dark side because now yeah. I have something that can blow up planets and destroy life, which is extremely, you know, that's imbalanced. Dark. So if you just yeah. let, it's sort of like the way I see this is if there's a river and you want something to get to the end of the river, instead of trying to sure. force it down the river, you can just drop it in the river and, just and let, it, let be it be carried. And that's what Luke's um, doing there. Yeah, it, it it's interesting because there's a, there's that, mo- when they're training um, on the Millennium Falcon with the with the remote, um, he tells uh, Obi Wan tells Luke like a Jedi can feel the Force flowing through him, right? And he says uh, Luke's Luke's questions it is like, oh, so it controls your actions, and he's like, yeah, but it also like obeys your commands. Like right. there's a dichotomy, here. like a river. And then it happens again in um, in Force Awakens. Maz Kanata tells tells Rey like. Close your eyes and feel the force. It has always been there and it will always guide you. And she has that realization during her fight with Kylo Ren where she surrenders and it allows her to overcome this, this fight that she's, that she's losing. Um, because they are moving as one. The force is guiding her and she is also able to like make decisions. Right. And that there, there, that's the symbiotic relationship. Is between force and and user, yeah, uh, which I find very interesting. And I think, yeah, I think you can. So I think the the light side and the dark side, they, they're both needed. You need both of them, but when it becomes easier mm-hmm. for both, is when you're flowing the direction of balance. Yeah, and when yeah. you, I maybe it's more like. They're, the light side and the dark side are two rivers that are flowing towards the same lake. And they, I guess it doesn't really work, because they, they need to not pull, they need to be pulling against each other if they move too far in the yeah. opposite direction. So if you're if you're moving too far, if you're in the dark side and you move too far think, away from the I dark think, side, it tugs, I, think, I don't know. I think the this lake metaphor works, but I think... I think they're two rivers that are flowing away from the same body of water. Okay. Like, you have the force, the thing that is the whole. Right. The balance of the two. And you can either pull toward light or toward dark, but that's all... It's a tug of war. Right. Um, but the, the ideal goal is to have that to meet in the middle and be balanced within yourself and within... Within the, the universe as a whole, right. But you can yeah. you have to start with yourself in order to be able to mm-hmm. push that to other people as well. Um, and I think where the Jedi Order went wrong was just pushing too far light. Only light. And only light and becoming blinded by that. Well, that's the thing. The the way the Jedi interpret the prophecy of the Chosen One uh, is that they will eradicate the Sith. Right. There will be no dark. Yeah. But, like, that's not balance. It's not. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And we see that a lot in... Clone Wars, you know, especially like, you know, certain Jedi are very much like, well, I have to do this because this is how we're going to win. And yeah. it's like, no, you're literally becoming the thing but, that you're worried about, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, there's no answers in these, in this show, but there's a lot of questions and there's, but it does. I love this conversation that it generates though. Like, I think that yeah. this is fascinating. This is the stuff I love about Star Wars. It, yeah, it's some of the stuff I love about Star Wars for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I love, mean, yeah, there's always more. I love but... lasers going pew pew. <laughs> That's and, also great. Uh, uh, you know, but um, yeah, no, this this episode is it's great because it it explains a lot and doesn't explain anything. Yeah. At the same time, yeah, um, it, it it posits a lot of things without giving confirmation of like right. what's actually the truth here. Right. Oh, uh, can I also say, um, yeah, <laughs> when uh, Shmi shows up mm-hmm. and Anakin says, "You're not here. You're dead." Shmi says, "No one's ever really gone." 
Yeah! Which is totally a call forward to The Last Jedi, which I love. It's Um, good! Obviously, it was not planned to be, I don't think, but (laughs) it was, yeah, it's uh, very cool. Now that's very much a a Star Wars-ism, I think. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think so too. um, Because, yeah, I think... I, I think the force, uh, a bunch of, uh, you know, deceased important people in our characters' lives, uh, showing up here just kind of does add to the fact that this is the force. Yeah. This is echoes and memories, but also. But this is also, yeah, you know, it's, this is interesting. Like, I, I do think, I would like to believe that particularly like, like Qui-Gon showing up, that this is actually Qui-Gon showing up. Right. It is not just a trick from the sun. And I, I think that that lends lends credibility to his his statement that this place is a conduit of the Force because we don't see Qui Gon as a Force ghost anywhere no. else. This is this is a place that allows him to manifest in a way that he can't otherwise, and we know that he's still present in the Force because he calls out to, um, to Anakin, to Yoda at points and um but like doesn't manifest in the same way that like we later that are able Obi-Wan to see is able to. uh Obi-Wan is able to do. Um which they get into I think in season six right. with like how this actually happens. But um, Well even Obi Wan it seems like over the course of the trilogy learns how to do it, how to manifest. Cause yeah. he starts as a voice. In Empire he's just sort of a hovering apparition uh-huh. And by uh, Jedi, he's hitting his head on uh, vines yeah, he's like and sitting on a sitting on a log, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of more of a he he becomes more corporeal, which mm-hmm. makes me think as if if he showed up again in Episode Eight, he just looks like Ewan McGregor again. He's just kind of gone all the way That'd back. Oh, uh, he's like, and he's well, physical. That's the thing that's interesting is like. When we see Yoda in Last Jedi, not only not only is he physical, like doesn't he? I don't think he actually like touches Luke. I have to rewatch that and see. But he's like able to still manipulate the Force mm-hmm. um, from beyond the grave, right? Which is fascinating to me. Yeah, it's interesting. Unless, oh man, we could get even more. Obviously, the movies intend it to be like he's actually talking to Obi Wan. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah. We don't have time to do the next two episodes. No, we do not. Uh, there are things... There, there, there... But we're talking about Force ghosts. Right. And, like, physicality and whatever. But, like, maybe I'll say... I should save it. Yeah. I'm just gonna save it. I'm just gonna write this down. Let's do... And, yeah, let's do a part two it. of this. Um, see if we can do episodes two and three a little quicker. Yeah, see if we can do two and three a little quicker. I do think that three, three kind of speeds up because it's action. It's action. Three it's is a lot of action. Um, um. So yeah, we'll do we'll do a part two of this. The first one really posits a lot of the a lot of these metaphysics, yeah. a lot of these questions, uh, which we we covered today. Who are they? Um, Where do they come from? What does but this there will mean? Be, yeah. Where did yeah. they come from? Joe. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, no, yeah. So there's a lot of that. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll cover the other two. Um, Do we want to just like make part maybe, two like we did with um, what was the other one we split up? The Clone Wars one. Do we want to just make part two the next? Yeah, episode we'll do that, and then, and then we'll do put off the banter thing. Yeah, we'll do the banter episode. Cool. Uh, next month. Um, cool. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me too. But I really, really love this episode. Same. Um, I can, like I said, I can totally understand why people would not like it because it is very weird and, in a way, sort of not Star Wars. If you look at it as, it's so bizarre. As it's you know, if you look at it in a way of percentage of things that Star Wars does, <laughs> then yes, mm-hmm. it's very much not Star Wars. Yeah, I. Um, it's fun because it's, it's so it's so distinctly different from anything that we get in like the movies in particular, right? Right. Like, I, uh, I watched these episodes with, um, friend of the show, Victoria, Uh, Victoria Cope, my former co-host from Harry Potter Minute, who has never seen the Clone Wars show. Okay. 
And I was like, we're just going to watch these three episodes together. Uh, and it was a wild ride, I think, in particular. We had so many moments of like, why is this happening? Yeah. I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Um, and I really hope Star Wars never loses that. Yeah. Um, because I know, in particular, The Last Jedi is very much a very different Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, I love Last but Jedi But I love so that. You know, I love that it's very different, and a lot of people do not. Um, like, give me more weird force. Yeah, um, but maybe because of the, I think the general, but I don't. So the the general vocal outpouring for Last Jedi was very much a, a distaste for it. But if yeah. you, I feel like if you poll most Star Wars fans. It seems like it's either about fifty fifty or maybe even a little bit more positive for I think Last so too. Jedi. Um because I, I feel like in my day to day when I talk to people, most people really like it. Um Yeah. And I don't want this to get on a last Jedi gushing thing, because uh, if you give me any opportunity I will. Um We'll do we'll we'll just have to do movie episodes at some point. point. Yeah, maybe that should be a thing we do for the Patreon for the Do the Genre Patreon. Maybe, yeah, we could do that. Um, I do want to do a Bad Batch thing, at least one episode. We should maybe do a Bad Batch thing. We're s- um, yeah, but yeah, we, we'll we'll yeah. So subscribe to the Patreon. There will be more content from us uh, on yeah. the Patreon. But uh, there's tons of good, great stuff on the Patreon. Do Genre tonight. Oh, there's so much good stuff. Uh, is mm-hmm. is great. Uh, like a little talk. I show. love being on that I, show. Yeah, that, that show's I wish so fun. I had more time to be on it because it's a great show. Um, Dueling Genre versus. I think they just announced what the next series is. I don't want to. I don't want to say it just in case it's not officially announced. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's fun stuff coming. Yeah, so a bunch of fun stuff on the Patreon, um, and then there's just tons of other great shows on the Dueling Genre Network. If you uh, follow DuelingGenre dot uh, uh, just browse through there. See if there's. I guarantee you, there's something else that you're interested in. We're all. A bunch of like-minded nerds making yeah, podcasts together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's, you know, they, they do theme parks. They do... Uh, 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 Scott and Nick are doing franchise Franchiseography is right great. Um, that is so fun. I love that show. Yeah, it's just, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different other shows that are just kind of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, deep dives. True Believers or, is doing all the Marvel oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, totally relevant right I now. I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Minute is coming back. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a lot. Yeah. So yeah, get on, get on doinggenre.com uh, and, and see if there's any other podcasts you like on there um, or just want to try out. Um, in the meantime, if you want to discuss, maybe we were way off with this, uh, with this conversation or maybe. You, I would love people to reach out uh, and like give us your theories about, about the Mortis guys. Yeah, Cause they're, they're great. Um, and, or if you want, uh, if you have a topic you want us to deep dive. Uh, I would be yeah. great. I would love to hear from Please you guys. Please let us know. Um, anything Star Wars or anything, um, yeah, like that. Um, then yeah, we uh, reach out to us. We're on Twitter at NR Archives Pod. Um, you can follow us there, interact there. We all, uh, we both actually um, are accessing that regularly. Um, and you yeah. can also uh, follow us on Instagram um, at New Republic Archives. So that one's nice and easy. Nice. Um, so, uh, yeah, and we'll be posting that, um, posting from there more often as well. So, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's it. it I think that's a podcast. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for listening, guys, especially if you made it all the way through this. Um, yeah. I'm always surprised when people reach out and said they listen. So thank you so much. It makes me so um, happy. We really, it really means so much to yeah. us. Um, so yeah. And so any, any kind of continuing the conversations or, or just, I mean, just if you want to reach out and talk to us about Star Wars, that's like our favorite thing. Yeah, please do. Feel free. Like, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, even if it's not uh, episodes related, it's more just like, hey, have you watched the most... I mean, Gary and I just had a crazy... If anyone wants to talk to me about High Republic, I've been reading yeah, everything. Yeah, and Gary and I just had a crazy conversation about Bad Batch today. We did. Uh, yeah, we just, did. <laughs> just randomly. So even when we're not talking about Star Wars, we're talking about Star Wars. Always. Uh, just always. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that'll wrap it up. Uh, that's another episode uh, archived. Uh, part yeah, one of the Mortis Trilogy has been archived. <laughs> uh, and just remember that if it's not in the archives... And it doesn't exist. 
We did, did it. it. Okay. We did it.